It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. It's episode 65 of season two. Jordan Wicks, Wow's Cub fans. Don't forget to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. And in this segment, Crawley interviews former Brewers pitcher and host of the Brewers pre and post game show, Tim Dillard, to talk about the red hot Milwaukee Brewers. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, former MLB pitcher. You can see him on the Brewers pre and post game show. He is, in fact, live from the airport in Milwaukee. Tim Dillard, how you doing, bud? I'm good. MKE. Yeah, just finished up uh, a series sweep of the Padres. Brewers on a, was it, eight games now, winning streak. And I'm on my way flying home to Nashville. So you caught me at a good time. <laughs> you got to. I, I, I'm sitting here and I'm watching here and, you know, you're, you're taking a look. The Padres are, are beating you guys pretty good today. And I'm actually in Wisconsin myself right now. And my neighbor comes over, oh, nah, the Brewers, you know, the, the Brewers are done. They, this game's over. They're not going to win it. They <laughs> score seven runs in the sixth inning. That's eight wins in a row. What is it about this team right now? Well, I think they were relying heavily on just a couple of guys, you know, and uh, they had guys that got hot for a month and they got guys that got hot for a week. Um, but now you're starting to see a lot of guys, you know, getting on base, whether it's a walk or just a base hit. And it's, it's not just one or two guys. It's like six or eight. Um, in the case today, I think they had six guys reach base twice. So it was kind of the combination of walks. And then there was obviously some big base hits. But um, anytime, anytime you recognize a pitcher is not throwing a bunch of strikes, um, I think that's what the Brewers are good at. I think they've been grinding out at bats and making pitchers work. Because I'm a, I was a pitcher. And that bothers me. <laughs> but if it's only one guy in the lineup doing that, I could care less. But when you got you know, seven to nine guys that are making a pitcher work like that, it's, it gets a starter. Running into baggage claim. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm, I'm taking a look here and, you know, the Brewers did not stand pat at the trade line. They decided to make some moves. Uh, Carlos Santana, Mark Canha, and old friend of the Cubs, Andrew Chafin. Tell me what those guys have brought to the team since the last time the Cubs played the Brewers in July. Um, well, I think early on, everybody was like, are you kidding me? We want Otani, <laughs> right? That's, you know, it's not going to be good enough, you know, whatever the people think about a trade. Um, but I think Matt Arnold saw it. I think, you know, the Brewers front office, the coaching staff, they saw two guys that are, you know, going to get the job done. They've been around a while. They know what it's like to be traded and what they can bring to the club. And I mean, that's what we've seen since. I mean, they just put up good at bats and um, I don't know. They've just... They've gotten really hot because I think they bought into the system of seeing a bunch of pitches, make adjustments on the starter, and then dominate the starter and get in that bullpen. 
Now, you know, when we, we talked earlier in the year, it was one of those things about Christian Yelich, and he had been struggling last year, and you didn't know what you were going to get out of him, former MVP. And, you know, I'm not saying he's an MVP this year, but he has really had a good bounce-back season. What do you think it is that, that's kind of turned uh, Yelich's fortunes around here? Well, I think he's on the uh, All-Star Snub Revenge Tour is what I think. I think he should have been an All-Star. I think everybody knew it, and he wasn't. And I think that bothers him, and it should. Um, he probably didn't care as much as others, but I don't know. He's been playing, the, you know, really good. Uh, I think it's just he's healthy, honestly. He's been – you look at the games he's been in, he's almost in every single game. Usually he gets the day game, the Sunday game, or maybe Wednesday um, uh, as, a, as a DH day, but he's been healthy, and I think that's key. And he kind of got away from the big leg kick, started a toe tap, so he's on time a little bit more. Um, and, I mean, after that, it's just he – he's always had a good eye. We know that. So now it's about finding your pitch. So he's not late on fastball anymore. He's using all fields like he used to. He's just a dangerous at bat because if you don't pitch at him, he'll, uh, he'll walk on you. He just scored his 91st run today. So that's pretty good. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and a trade from last year that you made that seems to really be working out. Uh, we know him well from his brother, Wilson Contreras, but you guys got William Contreras. And mm-hmm. not only can he hit like his brother, from what I've seen, it looks like he's a better pitch framer than his brother. That's what they keep saying. Um, who knows? You know, like, I know they have all the computers that do this stuff, but the Brewers know how to develop pitchers. They know how to develop catchers. That's just kind of part of their game. Um, and, and they've been doing a great job at it, and they haven't stopped either. Uh, I think he, once he was on board with exactly how they were trying, hey, we want you to catch like this, um, and, and one thing I think it gets, you know, kind of lost in translation. I talked to, um, Eddie Perez, Eddie Perez with the Braves. Uh, he was my coach in winter ball, uh, years ago. And he told me when he's like, you know, it was sad to see Contreras go, but they got Sean Murphy. And he was telling me, he's like, people think, you know, there's a hangup about his catching. He goes, but he caught, I think he told me he caught four no, no hitters in the minor leagues Four. Wow. So, I mean, that's nothing to scoff at. So I think. I think that was just kind of the headline, like, oh, he can't – he's not really good, and suddenly he is. I think it probably – he worked hard, but it was only just some small tweaks that he was able to kind of overcome. But, um, no, he's been doing a fantastic job. Yeah, I mean, he's batting – I mean, he's batting second for you guys. I mean, he's getting on base. It's just unbelievable. Doubles, now, yeah. You, you know whenever the Cubs and Brewers meet, it's always it's always a craziness. That, that 4th of July series where they split and the lead changes – it was just absolutely insane. So now, you know, we're, we're here with the, we're at the sprint as far as the season is concerned, 37 games left. And, you know, you, you have the Brewers under Wrigley field. That first matchup is Jamison Tyone versus Wade Miley. We had Wade Miley here last year. What have you got? What have you noticed about Wade Miley and what does he bring to the, to the Brewers? I mean, he's just, he's, he's crafty, you know, in this day and age where, you know, younger, faster and all that and, you know, no one's going and drafting these kind of guys anymore, really. No one's going to find the, you know, the soft throwing, softer throwing lefty comparatively. And um, I think what they got in him is a guy that not only is good for the team, but he helps everybody around him uh, every single day. I would say one day before a start at home, he was out in the outfield or out in, yeah, out in the outfield with some of the other pitchers. They were talking about like, um, you know, how to hold a different slider and stuff like that. And he, it was his day to start and he's out there you know, helping those guys. So I think they were like looking as like a guy that's not going to be um, disruptive in any way, but he's going to be good. And the side effect is here's what I found out. So, Cause I was one of the older guys in like double A AA and triple A my last several years. <laughs> um, when you start helping out the younger guys, it makes you better. 
you learn mm. a little something uh, when you're starting to teach it. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. And anyway, I think he's, that's the side effect. I think he's gotten better because he's showing other guys what to do and helping them. And then suddenly he's like figuring it out for himself and, I mean, he just mixes it up so well. And you're going to see a bunch of cutters. Cutters are going to be key. I think it'll match up good against this Cubs offense. Plus, you know, seeing the Cubs six times in the last 30, was it 32 games now? That's, yep. that's a big deal. Yeah, and, and not only that, game two for any baseball fan is going to be exciting. You got the Cubs ace, Justin Steele, versus the Brewers oh, ace, yeah. Corbin Ooh. Burns. So that is going to be an electric game to be at. Now, it, you know, to try to say that, you know, Corbin Burns isn't having as good a season as last year. I mean, that was a remarkable season, but he's had he's had his ups and downs this year. Is there anything that you're seeing that uh, kind of indicate what might be going wrong? Talking about Burns? Yeah. Ooh, man, he I mean, he was Cy Young. And then if he wasn't Cy Young the next year, it's considered a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's hard I, to follow up that season last yeah. year. Yeah, you're not Cy Young again. It's like, save it. You, I know a bunch of guys that have won, not a bunch, but I know several guys that have won Cy Young. And one thing they always say is stuff just has to go your way. I talked. To, I remember talking to R.A. Dickey after he won Cy Young in 2012 with the Mets. And I was like, what was different? Because I'm curious. I'm like, what was different? What did you figure out? And he goes, it just seemed like all the balls that would squeak through the infield, you know, all my seasons, they just didn't this time. And every single call that was on the edge, I got the call. He's like, it's just little things like that that makes, you know, a pitcher that's good into something, you know, elite. And, you know, you see flashes of that where it's like everything goes your way, even though you don't have your best stuff. But Corbin's been amazing. He's, he's like up there in quality starts. So he's only had one or two hiccups, but he as collectively as a whole. Um, yeah, he's one of the best in the game. Do you are how is there a lot of talk about re-signing him to an extension or something? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not that kind of analyst, man. I don't <laughs> – people ask me all this stuff, like, what do you think about – I'm like, I have no clue. If they're there, if they have a jersey um, – and I think that's what most people worry about. You know, when it comes like – I think that's what Craig Council worries about. Most managers, especially when they want to win, they could really care less about the fringe stuff, the, the upcoming stuff in the offseason. They're, they're talking like, how do we win now? Um, yeah. So, no, I haven't heard much on it. I don't know what they decide to do. All we – I think what most people know is there's a lot of people that, you know, are really good that probably need to get paid. And it's like who goes and who stays. <laughs> right. And, 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 you know, Brandon Woodruff is pitching game three. That's against Kyle Hendricks. So, like I said, a really fun series. Uh, Woodruff was injured for a while and he came back recently. Uh, how's he look since coming back? He's looked good. Um, he's given up some home runs, but I think that's just because he's challenging hitters. He's He's not trying to beat around the bush and be, you know, really like, oh, let me see if I can, you know, nibble and see if I can get you to swing. I think he's going right after hitters, and I think he should because that's what that's what he does. That's his game. Um, is just his presence on the mound, and he hasn't he hasn't shied away from it. Which if you're coming off of missing three or four months, um, you, you 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 would feel a little bit apprehensive. You just do. I mean, that's how guys are. And but he is letting it loose. He was up to 98 last time out, so wow. we're seeing the pitch count climbing. Um, he's gone. He went over 100 pitches last time. That's what you love to see. Um, and, and honestly, Craig Council's letting some of these pitchers, you know, a little bit more slack. 
right in the rope. So they're they're going deep into ball games. Now, you know, the thing that frustrated Cub fans is we had to stretch right now against some pretty easy opponents. And you guys had the Rangers and 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 the Twins and you know the Dodgers and all these good teams, and, and it didn't seem to impact him. It looks like I, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Yelich, but when people were talking about the Cubs getting hot, I remember Yelich saying something like, "Hey, we're pretty good too." How confident is this team coming into Chicago? Um, I mean, confidence. Confidence is a buzzword. When things are going well, yeah, he's hitting with confidence. If he's pitching well, he's pitching with confidence. Teams playing well. I don't. I try not to use that word just because nobody really uses it in the clubhouse <laughs> it's, it's what we use it's what we use in the in the press and broadcast circuit um but i think i think what it comes down to is guys feeling good they're feeling good a lot of times when people struggle especially hitters um it's just about a lack of being on base is that you know they go up there it's like sometimes they're not just hitting but they're not walking either and they forget what it's like to be on base um and a lot of times to break out of a slump, they say, we got to swing the bat. Sure. But it's about the pitches you don't swing at. So suddenly guys string together a couple of walks and then they, they're on base. They feel good. Um, but what I love about Craig Council is he, he keeps it creative. You have to you know, create uh, moments where, where guys can be heroes. Today, it was Rowdy Telez. He was on the bench. He hit a three-run homer in game one and then didn't play in game two and comes off the bench in a big moment, gets a two-run double. Um, he creates moments where guys can shine. And that helps everybody. And he's always been good at that. And when guys deliver, it just it's it's compound interest. That's how these guys work. That's how all baseball players work. You know, it's and uh, yeah, they, they call it confidence, but at the same time, it's just about different guys feeling good and, and having opportunities to really shine. And the ones that take advantage of it uh, just lay the groundwork for the next guy coming up behind them. You know, I, I got to love this, Tim. We're sitting here and, you know, we're, we're about to get into September and the very last game of the season, Cubs, Brewers, Miller Park, uh, AmFam. Uh, but, Am but <laughs> you know, sorry, it, you know, we still call it the Sears Tower. But, um, you know, you sit there and you take a look. How, how much fun? I mean, if, if both of these teams continue to play well, to have that series right there in Milwaukee to end the season is going to be a lot of fun. I know Cub fans will be there just like Brewers fans are going to be at Wrigley this week. And I am looking forward to coming back and hopefully Tim, we can see you around the ballpark somewhere and uh, have a beer or two. <laughs> oh, I, if I'm not even working, uh, who cares? Even if I am working, I'll, I'll have a drink with you. Uh, no, it's, I mean, it's bookends, right? Like whoever put the schedule together, it came out a little later last year because everybody's playing everybody now with that new rule change. So, they took a little more time to put together the schedule and some of it didn't add up. I remember there should have been an off day between playing a night game in LA and then a, you know, a game in uh, Texas the next day. So they kind of dropped the ball on that one. Uh, but having the Cubs series to start the year and having the Cubs series to end the season um, for the Brewers, I know it's got to be exciting, but I'm going to be honest, you know, to help me in my job, I kind of hope the last three games don't matter at all. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be fun. And I got, I, I guarantee that the atmosphere in Milwaukee would be a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, either way, either way, it's going to be big. This series, I wish I was going to, you know, fly into Wrigley to see the games tomorrow, but uh, sadly, I'm going home. <laughs> hey, well, I'm, I'm telling you, if, my if, family, if, I love my family. <laughs> if you ever do get out to Wrigley, we'll take you out and we'll show you some of the haunts around there. I mean, I'm sure you know plenty, but we'll show you a few more. And, and thank you so much, Tim, for jumping on. Oh, you got it. Anytime. Take care, my friend. Yep. Thank you.